Magic, and this is a show about spiritual lifestyle and personal evolution. I'm an evolutionary astrologer, a clairvoyant, and a thought leader, and I started this podcast to have eclectic and impactful conversations about astrology as well as all things spiritual and personal development. On this episode, I surprised myself by having a transmission come through um, in response to a very kind of frequent um, response that I've gotten when I tell people that I'm an Aries, when they ask my sun sign and they go, you don't seem like an Aries or you seem like a chill Aries. And today I decided to address that. I want to say that I have been so deeply immersed in my client work, in teaching, in my you know relationships with my student communities, that content creation or sourcing interviews for this podcast has been a lot slower. And I know that that will come back. And I've also been thinking about how when it comes to expression, Part of my relationship with having um, a voice, having something to broadcast is listening to what's coming through the channel. And I've been doing a lot of um, embodiment work with my friend and teacher, Carla Palomino, kind of like working with with parts like different personas and which parts, you know, I control and which parts I let out more easily And I think that the side of me that you'll hear on this episode is not the part of me that I normally put to the forefront. It's a part that I think I've manicured a lot more. And so um, it feels, I feel good, I think, in getting to a space of allowing more things to come through my channel when that's the inspiration. And so I think that... um, what if, you know, on the one hand, when it's like, why can't people see I'm an Aries? Do they not understand what Aries is? Or am I not actually like bringing the fucking fire? I don't know, you know? So maybe this was a start um, in just kind of putting it out there. Yes, I am an Aries sun. I know I come off like a Pisces rising or a Taurus moon. Let me talk about what it's like being an Aries in this incarnation. I have to say too, that I really do... Um, like when astrologers talk about their subjective experiences with um, their natal chart. This has been something that, you know, when I came to astrology before practicing it professionally, I related to astrology as this wonderful like set of keys for understanding myself. And as the years have gone on, it's helped me to weave a very nuanced and complex regenerative narrative about myself. And that's something that I love so much about astrology. And yet as a professional astrologer, it's not always our own charts that we're talking about. And while I love to share, um, content about the transits, you know, in the forecast or kind of share information about placements or, you know, topics, um, from a more like generalized, standpoint. I also love personal shares. (laughs) I like, I think that's part of my Aries energy in some sense too. And yeah, I'm just, I'm curious to see what's going to keep coming through for the podcast. Um, because I do feel a little bit of beginner's mind right now in terms of what's wanting to be said or shared. And I'm also really looking forward to getting back into the flow of bringing you more interviews. Um, because I am surrounded by brilliant and wonderful people and I want to bring them on here soon. And now I'll get into (laughs) this conversation. That's not a conversation, this monologue about being an Aries that I feel sheepish, no pun intended, about sharing with you. With all my love, I will leave you to this episode now. everyone. So I am sitting down to talk about something that I actually think is a little bit ridiculous and I can't believe I'm doing it. But on the other hand, I value expression and I just want to see where this goes. Okay. (laughs) So what I'm talking about in this episode is addressing the comment that I receive that 
when people ask for my sun sign or my sun, moon and rising, and I say that I'm an Aries, I so often hear the feedback. You don't seem like an Aries or you're such a chill Aries, right? And so people are picking up more readily on my Taurus moon or my Pisces rising or the both of them. And in true Aries fashion, the purpose of this episode is to defend my Ariesness, okay? And set the record straight that I am indeed an Aries sun. And I want to talk about this phenomenon of the significance of sun signs in the, the whole natal chart, you know, what the solar essence is and expand our vision of Aries, right? Because not all Aries come off in the way that people expect when they have this surprise, you know, and first, when it comes to a person's sun sign, this may be actually just kind of me showing my Aries ass right here, but I think that there is a slightly offensive trait or like quality in telling someone that they don't seem like their sun sign. Because when I think about the sun, it's a person's radiant essence. So in some sense, it's like, well, you seem pretty dim, like you're not lit, you know, like if you were lit, I would feel you. I would feel the sun. I would feel your sun sign. I know that's not what people meant. And I know it's Aries-like of me to take offense or get on the defensive. So normally I don't bother and I'm like, you know, it's fine if people pick up on my magical Pisces rising or my luxurious Taurus moon, like let them, let them not see my Aries. Like I don't give a fuck, but for some reason lately it's gotten on my nerves and I'm going to lean into that anger for the play of it. It's really not that big of a deal in the scheme of things. Um, but let's just have fun here with it. Okay. So the, um, another thing that I think can be a good practice in terms of picking up on people's sun signs is that a person is not always on stage in their solar essence. Um, some people do always seem like their sun sign, you know, like I can think of Taurus suns that are just like so comfortable in their bodies and so sensual that you just know that they're a Taurus and you can feel their earthiness, right? Or maybe you know of a Gemini that is so quick-witted and quicksilver and clever and, you know, they are revealing their mercurial nature in a moment-to-moment -moment way. I do understand that my Aries qualities are kind of subtle and that they've expressed in ways that don't fit the, the normal stereotype of Aries, right? And what I would suggest when you learn someone's sun sign is to allow that person to be a, an embodiment teaching of that sign, right? So that not only do we learn about people through their natal chart, but we also learn about astrology archetypes through people. And if you are an open enough receiver to the dozens of Aries that you meet, you may start to pick up on Aries qualities that are different than the, the expected ones, right? So the most kind of brash expression of Aries that maybe people are looking for or expecting is the side of Aries that maybe is a little bit uh, rude and tactless and direct and aggressive and athletic and kind of a jock and maybe a little bit bossy, right? And not all Aries are like that. Aries is also, you know, there's a pioneering quality to Aries or a sense of Aries going first. There's a quality of Aries where they're willing to try new things or they're willing to kind of take a leap and put themselves in positions where they might be the fool or they might, you know, they're open to being that kind of newcomer kind of quality. Before I talk about Aries, actually, I think I want to bring it back to how I relate to being an Aries personally and where it may have where it goes into a subtle place. First off, 
I am very interested in being successful, being effectual in my visions and dreams and winning, right? And not winning in a way that's a zero sum game. I don't want to dominate other people, but I'm interested in like my full expression or, um, you know, living my best life. Right. And I've learned along the way that appearing too eager in that way, in a way that is not connected to the social field around oneself, um, not only creates obstructions and enemies and challenges, it doesn't even help the mission, right? Like just bulldozing through a space, getting one's way no matter what is not actually effectual, right? And I think that I have taken a lot of time in my life to very intentionally learn about kind of like the Libra polarity to my Aries. It showed up earlier in life through having relationships with Libra suns or people with Libra stelliums and being absolutely mesmerized by their social skills and kind of picking it up or absorbing it, perhaps in my Pisces rising kind of way. Also, when, um, you know, there's a really amazing episode of Nightlight Astrology podcast or YouTube where um, Achuta Baba goes through misconceptions of the zodiac signs. And the one on Aries really touched me. And one of the things he mentions is that Aries, you know, can go through this process of having to fight to simply be themselves. And I, like other Aries, um, had experiences of being bullied when I was younger. Um, too many experiences to count, really. Um, such an early experience of just like not getting it socially and feeling like I had to fight. Like middle school was pretty bad for me too. I felt like school was like a war zone for me. Um, and then when I was in my early twenties, I had a spiritual awakening and it was medicalized against my will. I speak of it more in the second episode of this podcast. And I had to, um, fake my way out of psychiatric attention. I was not in a psych ward. It was outpatient, but I relied on my parents for financial support for college, for life. Um, and it just was my best kind of option in the corner that I was in to fake my way out. And at first I had tried to argue and defend myself, um, defend my vision of reality, that my psychic experiences, that my mystical experiences were real. And when I realized that it just was further incrimination and just further sounded like delusions, both to my parents and the psychiatrist at the time, um, the psychiatrist I never, you know, followed up with. Uh, in the aftermath. And my parents, of course, came to find out later that um, I was just faking it and that I, you know, figured out basically how to be a more um, skillful member of society and how to hold my um, psychic opening more skillfully, you know, as to not be calling people up in the middle of the night with my visions or telling people what I could see when they didn't ask for it. Um, you know, I, my psychic, my spiritual opening was a lot. It was, um, it was an opening, right. And I didn't have all of the capacity to, to really integrate it at the time. Hence why my environment was like, what's going on with Sabrina? We need to medicate her and whatnot. So when I was in that experience, I did not believe in my diagnosis. I didn't believe in the paradigm of, you know, that what that diagnosis was attached to. I actually really believed in myself and it got to a place where I believed in myself when the authority figures around me didn't. And just between me and God, a total Joan of Arc moment. Um, and the people that, you know, believed in me at the time that I could confide in, 
I stayed in touch with my being and my soul and made it out the gate without believing that my psychic gifts were delusions, you know, without throwing in the towel, like I, I made it out and I, when I think about that time in my life, I feel, uh, this Martian kind of victoriousness about it of like, yeah, I went through that crucible and I came out stronger. I came out with this kind of, you know, like I can get super Martian and like beat my chest and whatever about it. But I also know that that's not always, um, even like attractive. So sometimes I, um, I modulate like how, um, boasty or kind of like braggart ish I can get, which is a part of the Aries archetype. Um, and on the other hand, sometimes when I'm in the company of other Martians and we're exchanging our kind of like battle scars or our victory stories, that fire in me will come out, but it's not necessarily something that's front facing, um, because again, integrated the Libra side, social skills. Um, I'm not always trying to, to be standoffish like that. If it doesn't feel like it's going to be supportive for building connection or, um, or what have you. Right. But part of what I discovered from this experience was I touched this part of me, you know, I ended up learning about evolutionary astrology. I'd already been into astrology, but found this particular lineage. And I started to really realize like who I am having this like really clear sense of self, which is a very Aries thing. Aries is like the, I am energy, right? I've always been, you know, writing in journals, uh, feeling like connected to my story and my narrative and having the impulse to tell my story. And, you know, there's a, an interest in the moment to moment discovery of the, that question, who am I? And simultaneously, simultaneously also having this really deep sense of self-knowing it's just adding on layers and, um, having these different awakenings or maturations. So at some level, I am deeply fascinated with my own personhood and my own existence, which is an Aries trait. And when it comes to what I have to offer the world or what I've found to be a calling, it's not just talking about myself like I'm doing in this episode. It's about teaching other people astrology or about helping other people um, either in, you know, a one-off, like a one-on-one kind of session or through my courses, like helping people connect to themselves with more nuance and mythic imagery and, you know, the guide of astrology, the language of astrology to do that. Like that is, that's my passion. That's what I love to do. That's, um, the curiosity of my own being. Right. And it's just something that I then share. Another part of it is the kind of entrepreneurial, the pioneering side. So Aries can be, you know, not just the athlete. And I will say I do work out several times a week. It's really huge for my happiness and that kind of like solar well-being. But I don't, you know, I'm not an athlete like looking type. Um, I did managed to like have some gains or like shift my appearance with my, um, fitness routine, but I don't come across in my embodiment as like an athlete or a jock by any means, but athletics, um, you know, I was in cross country in high school and I was literally like the slowest person on the team. And when we raced other schools, I was no longer the slowest, but in my own, you know, in my own team, I was. So I had that also that kind of Aries classic experience of feeling like the underdog or like the one who's always behind. Um, you can have definitely that, like, you know, number one energy of Aries or that sense of inferiority or like wanting to be number one can be really big with Aries. Along my my discovery of kind of how I see the world. I learned about, um, how power is shared in networks 
and about, you know, how I don't exist in a competition based way. I don't feel like competition is the mode that I operate from. Take the astrology community, for example, a lot of my, you know, I have a lot of colleagues and friends who are astrologers and we grow our businesses together. We, um, share, you know, we share a language that we love. So we have fun just talking as friends, but we also share, you know, insights about the business part of astrology, or we grow our audiences together by talking to each other on this podcast or on other podcasts. And a lot of people who, um, participate in astrology by getting readings or taking courses, end up working with many astrologers. I encourage my students to become part of the astrology community and have other experiences with other schools of astrology or other teachers. And so I don't feel like I'm in competition. Um, I feel like I'm in collaboration with the community of practitioners around me. And part of this, I think, is actually when it comes to that Aries energy of liking to win or wanting to be the best or whatever, um, I want other people around me to be in their element, too. Like, I want to see other people's success. And so part of that, you know, solar energy actually relates to generosity. And when we're not in touch with our own um, solar essence, there's more jealousy or kind of more um, like maybe the desire to be competitive or tear other people down. But for me, it's like I um, I know the psychology that if you get to the top of some mountain alone and you haven't made any friends and you don't have any associates, what kind of life is that? You know, like I'm more interested in helping other people up, too. And I've you know, called upon mentors and teachers and guides and friends to help me as well. So I believe in that kind of like communal um, growth together and also, you know, to bring it back, do really emphasize in a lot of my teachings and messaging the theme of personal power, um, knowing oneself getting to the bottom of our own kind of psychological hooks and fixations and detaching those, um, and gaining clarity and awareness so that we can be stronger within ourselves. Like those are all kind of like individualistic types of values and teachings, which can, you know, correlate with the Aries archetype. And I forget what I was saying earlier. So let me see if I can find my thread again. Okay. Being an entrepreneur. So, being an entrepreneur, starting a business is difficult. I didn't do it because it was easy. I didn't do it because it was difficult. I did it because it was true for me and it was the only thing I wanted to do. And when I was in school, I would propose alternate assignments if I didn't feel like doing an assignment. I was like, I'm still willing to do the work and be a student, but this assignment, you know, I don't really resonate with it. Can I suggest something else? And then in the workforce, it was like, uh, I don't really want to do any of these jobs. Like, let me invent something else. Right. <laughs> and in that process, there's the pioneering Aries archetype and the interesting thing about starting a business, I notice is that in the beginning, no one really gives a fuck. Okay. It's like people, you know, you come out with this kind of like, this is the thing I'm doing. And a few people might be like, yay, good for you. I mean, if you have good friends and people that are like already really in your court, like you may have that, but even so, um, there is this energy when something is new, Aries, that it's like there's almost that sense of having to prove oneself. And so I think early on, you know, I recognized that I was like, I just had this spiritual awakening. I just got really deep into astrology. I know that I'm like gifted in some way and I have something to share and I'm meaningful and I'm special and I just want to exist in this world magically. Like, how do I do that? And why isn't anyone listening to me? Right. And having this kind of like, uh, listening to like 
rap music, hip hop about like being at the bottom and then getting on top and like people underestimating you when you begin. And then you have all these haters and, you know, I would just like get all into that Martian kind of like, yeah, like I'm going to figure this out, you know? And then there was also like beyond that fire, there was a lot of like more watery and kind of like spiritual humblings as well, where it's like, uh, business became a huge mirror for me around my alignment and where I was coming from. And it gave me a lot of opportunities to work things out within myself and grow and whatnot. But when I say that thing where it's like people don't care in the beginning, it's like, yeah, putting up a sign that I'm in business and then feeling crickets and having to like keep showing up week after week, write the forecast, start to feel people tuning in start to feel people tuning in, but no one is like necessarily wanting a reading and having to kind of innovate and keep trying and keep persevering, keep, you know, ramming my, my head into my destiny, you know, until it starts to bear fruit. And so I would try different things and experiment until I found, um, found the pulse or found the movement start to come to my practice. And then with time, I noticed that, you know, it started to build momentum or started to build traction. And that was really exciting. And it still, you know, took years of persevering to get it to a good spot, as well as cultivating positive relationships with people that I work with and continuing to hone my craft. So maybe a little part of it too was being, um, you know, I do like this definition of, Aries that I read in a Vedic astrology book. Um, I don't remember the author, but it was something about how Aries, we have this stereotype that Aries likes to begin things, but doesn't follow through. And this author countered that and said that Aries likes to see their potency manifested into form. They do want to see the follow through. And so I think that part of it is like, just needing the framework. Like I think about, you know, an athlete or someone who's like that hero, you know, and how they call in a guide or a coach. Right. And so then later as my business was developing, I started out very resourcefully in some sense of like trading astrology readings or my astrology services for like coaching or mentorship as well as just asking people in the community and like just, you know, I read The Art of Asking by Amanda Palmer and I was on a mission and I found out that when you're on a mission, when you're really driven, people come out of the woodwork who want to help you. It's like people actually love the hero's journey and the hero attracts, you know, the person who's on a mission attracts support. And so I did a lot of like trade. I asked for a lot of help of just like, I don't know how I'm going to figure this out, but this is do or die. I have to be an astrologer professionally. I need to be a number one New York Times bestseller. I need my book published, like whatever the thing was, you know, I eventually like let go of the getting the book traditionally published thing, but was like, I'm going to be, I'll publish myself. Right. So another point here will be self-promotion. If this is getting annoying, like uh, there's a part of me that's like, is it annoying for me to talk about myself like this? Which is another reason that maybe I don't come off like an Aries, okay? <laughs> because I'm not trying to be in this kind of state all the time. But back to, you know, what I what happened later on as I began to gain um, more financial resource and the capacity to invest more, I started to work with coaches consistently and not everyone works with coaches. That's hard for me to understand. I'm like, everyone can benefit from having coaches in their lives, you know? And when I think about it, um, there's a certain sense of belief in myself and kind of like belief and like perseverance in my mission or like what I'm trying to accomplish, even at subtle, increasingly subtle and subtler layers. Working with teachers and coaches, I think has been a reflection of my own desire to be the best version of myself that I can be. 
Again, not necessarily competitive zero sum being the best in comparison to other people, but being the best version of myself. And so there's been an incredible amount of passion that I've had toward personal development. And then in receiving coaching, it's also helped me embody my coach archetype um, to learn about, you know, essentially that what we transform within ourselves becomes part of our transmission field. It's something that we get to offer. And so as the years have gone on, I've also found out that one of the ways that I love to support people is to hold space for people's greatness. Um, That I, you know, can show love sometimes with people in my personal life by, you know, holding space for their dreams and like strategizing with them if they want me to. I, I don't do it unsolicitedly. Um, but when people are interested in receiving that from me and there's a mutuality, it's like I really will put my head in the game of like, yeah, like how can we get this off the ground? Um, how can we help you win? Like, I absolutely love that. Um, and I love receiving that um, both from friends and like from people that I hire. And then, of course, I've leaned into being a coach or a mentor um, in my work as well. And then if we get to self-promotion, there's a way that, you know, having a business that is yourself, that is your, you know, you created it. I'm teaching a course that I created. I write forecasts. I write, you know, share this podcast and then I promote it. And the sense of being willing to stand behind myself in that way and be like, yeah, like not only do um, I have the right to exist as a magical person who is thought of as insane, but who faked her way out of psychiatric attention and like claimed her magic. But as a business owner, like as someone who has a channel, I stand behind it. Um, Not always in such a direct like this is the shit. Like, you know, of course I do like have enthusiasm about what I offer. Um, but again, it's not always like jock bragging Aries kind of energy, but if you can feel the subtlety behind it of the willingness to stand behind or promote my own stuff, that is definitely an Aries quality. And part of it too, I think is like that Pisces rising, Taurus moon, it's like, I defend the magic Pisces. Um, I protect the magic Pisces. And I also have done a lot of inner work around my self-esteem and self-value Taurus. And so I found myself, you know, there was a much more tender, cringier, like, this is so hard energy at earlier times in my life to, wow, the thing I do for my like well-being and livelihood is be myself and offer like my own thing, which means that I have to like myself and I have to be okay, like putting a price on the things that I'm offering. And like that wasn't necessarily just immediately comfortable But then that airy side of me is like, yeah, willing to like work through the challenge of that and figure it out. So now I'm feeling myself contract a little bit because a lot of me sharing this is stuff that I would rather just have behind the scenes. Okay, like I. This is the kind of thing like I can already imagine the critical voice of like, I can't believe she's talking about herself on her podcast. Like it's easier to um, it's not like I haven't talked about myself on the podcast before, but there's there's an edge to it right now with the airy stuff where it's like, okay, but what if it's coming off in this certain way? And I think that that may be ways that I've kind of like tempered or flared down some of the Aries tendencies and maybe kind of um, had them behind the Pisces, right? Of like putting the magic first, as opposed to talking about my own process. And when I talk about my own process, it's often very deeply thought out and I'm considering like how it could be of service to other people. Another thing I wanna share that I've 
really connected with along my journey of being in Aries in this incarnation is that I do think um, I forget the exact thing. But one of my gene keys that's related to my life purpose is about harmony and like music and it's not like literally music. I'm not a very musical person, but something about learning how to be in harmony with the universe. And it's been a really significant spiritual realization for me. All the ways that I can lead with harmony and lead with value as opposed to um, leading with fight or opposition. And so I do spend a lot of my energy, or I don't know if that's how I would word it. I think that I went through a process once I had that kind of awakening and a sense of this like purpose within myself of what I wanted to create and bring forth in my life. I realized that I was able to have more success and have more allies and friends when I leaned into this more harmonic way of being. And so I think that I, I lead with harmony and then I do have a side that slices or a side that, you know, stands up for myself when necessary, but it's not the lead. It's not the leading energy. It's something that I bring out as a necessity and it's like not even really my favorite way of being. It's something that I've actually had to like really claim within myself and learn how to embody because um, I prefer peace anyway. But sometimes when I have a, um, a pettier impulse or the desire to be kind of more conflictual, this other part of me that like just sees the bigger picture and like has this more kind of compassionate frequency can kind of step in and alter the path a little bit. So I've built a lot of my life around moving toward what I love and creating connection. And like even say in the, the greater astrology community, you won't find me creating threads on Twitter that are calling out other forms of astrology or um, creating like like little internet fights or debating people on their content or something. I don't create, I don't actively create a lot of conflict in my life because it feels very taxing to my system. I don't really like debate. I'm just not interested. And the way that, you know, when I see people in the community engaging in that kind of behavior, I'm like, dude, I'm here. I'm going to be at conferences until I die. Like I'm here for life. So if you want to behave this way, fine. Like we can be friends later. I'll have a cup of tea with you at a conference someday, you know, or maybe we don't fuck with each other. Maybe we're not friends, but like no hard feelings. Like I don't need to fight you. It's literally not interesting to me. Um, and so that Aries maybe sense of like, brashness, you know, or being conflictual is something that, um, I only bring out if someone's coming at me and I need to defend myself. And even then I've done a lot of inner work around like realizing when things aren't a threat and deconditioning myself from forms of defensiveness that, you know, only deeper entrench me in negative patterns or something where it's like taking a neutral comment, like you don't seem like an Aries so personally that it creates, you know, I'm now like 37 minutes in of even addressing it. <laughs> but this I just did for fun, you know, like at the end of the day, I'm not, um, I'm not so thoroughly offended by the comment. I just was finally tired of it and thought, you know what? I'm going to make a case and let everyone know that I am indeed an Aries at the risk of looking like a total ass because this is not the kind of energy that I like to bring forward. You know, I um, would much rather talk about magic and be peaceable, which I guess are the Pisces and Taurus coming through. So this being said, I think that 
Yes, I'm pioneering, entrepreneurial, deeply interested in my own mission and supporting the missions of others. Um, I am driven. I'm down to promote myself. I'm interested in my own essence. I like helping other people connect more deeply with their essence and their own story. And within all of this, I've just simply realized that some of the unconscious ways of being conflictual or conflict-oriented that would maybe more out me in a stereotypical Martian fashion are just not ways that I enjoy being. That doesn't mean that the Aries energy isn't operating behind the scenes. And something that, you know, also inspired me to record this was at least one other Aries commiserating that people give them that comment of you don't seem like an Aries. And also thinking about one of my Aries friends who jokes around of like, yeah, let people underestimate us. Like it's easier to allow oneself to be underestimated. Um, and so generally as like a strategy, if I'm in a space, I don't, you know, I do want to be like recognized at some point, like I'm a projector, I'm an Aries, like there is an interest, you know, projector in human design, um, projectors love being recognized, being recognized is like being invited to be ourselves in a space and to be, you know, to be able to give our value. And so rather than say like fighting others or like elbowing others out of the way, what I've found works for me is just tuning in really deeply to my value and what I create and then offering that forth. And for example, when it comes to like my words or the way that I speak, that is something that I've consistently received a lot of feedback from my environment that it's valuable. So not only do I love doing it, but it's well-received. So it's something that I've offered up and it's been really helpful in, you know, connecting me to the community of people that resonate and if I were to, you know, if I want to be noticed in a space, I will talk, right? I will share my ideas. And that is a way that I can like kind of take up space and be seen. And so now that I have done something that is just so cringed me <laughs> that I just made this whole podcast to defend my seat as an Aries son. Um, I just want to reiterate the point that when people tell you their sun sign, think about that as their essence, that is their solar essence. And sometimes people, you know, haven't leaned fully into their sun energy. It is possible that that can be dim for people. Um, and maybe because I have that concept, if people tell me I don't seem like an Aries, I'm like, what have I done to not be enough for you? How come you can't see my fire? Like there is a part of me that actually just gets fucking offended. And I think this is so interesting at this point of like, why is that? Like, of course, no one means offense. I think that there's a sense of like surprise of like, oh, I didn't sense that about you. But I want us maybe to consider that a person's sun sign might come out in certain situations or be a subtle thing that expresses in other ways, right? That every Aries you meet is not just going to be some brash, braggart, jock, you know, elbowing their way to the front kind of energy, me first kind of energy. Like sometimes there is a nobility to Aries. There is a sense of that person just having done a lot of personal development and knowing themselves really well and having actually worked to develop tact and that kind of Libra polarity, you know, maybe they champion a cause and when you meet them at a party, they're just chilling and socializing with people. They're not like trying to tell everyone about the cause that they're championing because they know how to chill too, right? Like you're not always going to find an Aries acting a certain way that reveals them to be an Aries. And so take some time with people's sun sign to watch that solar energy come out or see where, you know, when a person's in their element, 
in that kind of solar element when you can see it. At the end of the day, this doesn't really matter, right? Like someone thinking that I don't seem like an Aries isn't something I actually need to be offended about or make a case of. But I did. But I did. So that is what I have to share. And I think I'm going to leave it at that and just really encourage everyone. You know, part of the way that I teach the archetypes in the evolutionary astrology intensive is to get into their deeper underlying essence. So the the energetics of the signs, we understand them from a soul level perspective. So some of the things with Aries is just about the path of being like freshly separated from source and feeling this sense of beginner's mind and newness and possibility, but also intense vulnerability of like subjectivity of being this like new emanation, this new like fledgling bird from the nest. And that vulnerability creates a sweet lamb-like innocence on the one hand, as well as this maybe sometimes bravado or forms of compensation due to that insecurity. Um, And of course, I'm self-conscious even just naming that because to get on a podcast and make a whole episode about how I am indeed an Aries, why can't you see it, is that kind of um, defensiveness or bravado that I, you know, don't, feed too much in terms of my public expression. But, you know, there is something about Aries that's like finding the courage to be oneself and to face the challenges of life. Um, Just today, I had to do something that scared me so much. I was in tears and I was like praying to my angels for like support. I had a few like a friend do Reiki distance to help me. And it was fine, you know, but I was just like, that was such a little tender Aries moment of like that thing fucking scared me. I knew I had to do it. I built up the courage and I went through the thing. And there's this really like docile side of Aries that's like, I'm scared. And then this other side that's like, I'm so brave. I'm so victorious. And I think that it's actually a pretty tender and vulnerable sign and that some of the the ways that we perceive it you know, it's like there's the the energy or kind of the space that it takes up. And then there's the sweet little lamb energy on the inside connected to that. Um, what else could I say about Aries from a soul level perspective? Aries is about the impulse, the moment to moment discovery of instinct. And so in relationship, for example, with, we could consider the Libra polarity Um, Aries is like knowing who you are in relationship, knowing when you're like, you know, I'm going to get up and take a walk when you're in a group setting and you're just not feeling the energy and you feel like no shame or you don't feel like it's rude to just get up and leave because you feel like it. Whereas someone that doesn't have that capacity, maybe just be sitting somewhere and like hating every moment of it, but they don't have that energy inside of themselves to just get up and go. Right. And then with Libra, that capacity to like really listen and attune and harmonize with another and too much Libra without Aries. It's like a person gets swept away and they're like, I don't even know who I am. I just know who I am in this relationship, you know, or I haven't taken the time to get to know myself. And I think that when you have an Aries person, it's like they often know who they are and like they're learning how to relate more and how to harmonize more. And, um, that moment to moment instinctual, like, how do I need to move now? What's true now? Who am I now is, um, at once so exciting and interesting and novel and also so uncertain and insecure. Um, and so finding the way of, navigating the impulse, right. Or what is it like to relate to, um, to having a sense of like being the seed that will someday become a tree. Like, you know, you have potential and you want to, um, 
prove yourself in the world or prove yourself to yourself, right? These can all be deeper underlying Aries kinds of themes, the sense of having to go at things alone. Um, and I think that in part, my own embodiment and expression of being an Aries has probably changed or refined from studying the archetype because the more that I got a sense that, you know, Aries fights so hard just to exist and just to be itself and that the energy of fight creates opposition and creates resistance and creates obstacles. I was like, wow, like, let me just cheat code that. <laughs> let me just, you know, lean into universal friendship and harmony and still be myself and still bring myself to the fore. But like, I don't necessarily have to fight so hard all the time. Not everything is a fight. And so deconditioning myself from that inherent defensiveness that I know I had growing up and um, maybe some of the situations I had having difficulty with socializing, having difficulty making friends, like having one friend at a time and getting made fun of and getting bullied and feeling like I always had to like be on the watch kind of energy, like that's not my experience anymore, but I lived through that. Um, even like starting a business and being like, you know, kind of going against the, just the, the lack of establishment of something and feeling like vulnerable in that. It's like, it was also an exciting adventure, <clears throat> but I remember kind of like, feeling into this deeper meditation of like, I'm hosting a party. Like my offering is a party and I'm just inviting people. I'm not trying to convince anyone of my value or, you know, fight to prove myself in the world. Like I just do my thing. I just develop myself. I just develop my talents and my crafts and invite people to join the party. That made my life so much easier, you know? And so, um, I, you know, basically was sharing, you know, when talking about evolutionary astrology and the archetypes that there's going to be a deeper kind of energetic imprint of all of the signs that underlies any of their surface manifestations. And I think that is really important to tune into. And if you understand the signs at that depth of a level, you'll see that energy shine through people, even if it's coming through in an unconventional way or is tinted by, you know, a combination of other archetypes. So I'll leave this simultaneous, simultaneously bravado and vulnerable, <laughs> vulnerable gets, you know, thrown around too much, but there is a part of me that feels, feels that way right now. Um, episode to a close here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of my community. I love you. And Thank you.